Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNBR Bucks Podcast, presented by the American Rifles. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, we've got two things on the schedule today. Uh, so first of all, you remember in the last, not the last podcast, like two podcasts ago, went through and kind of just made a new power ranking of all the Pac-12 football teams. Now that Jaden Daniels is in the transfer portal, because that really changes the balance of power in the South. Well... Uh, I decided after that that I should go and just look up what the betting odds are for the Pac-12 and see if we're in line with what everybody else is saying. Turns out nobody has any odds on the Pac-12 yet, which makes sense because, I mean, who's the quarterback for Arizona State, for example? Uh, But I was able to find uh, some pretty sketchy odds on a pretty sketchy website uh, for the uh, national championship. So I, uh, I went through and uh, just kind of marked down uh, where all the Pac-12 teams were in those odds because I figured it'd be fun just to run through, compare uh, our power rankings with the, uh, what the sportsbooks have to say about how these teams stack up. So that is on the way. Uh, the second thing, though, and the thing that I think you guys will be much more excited about is that I had a chance to talk with Edward Schultz. So Edward Schultz, you remember, on Friday signed with Colorado. He's a receiver from California, a super speedy guy. Buffs beat out, you know, Texas A&M, beat out Minnesota, Arizona, Arizona State, um, Oklahoma. Uh, so a pretty good get. And the, the first uh, player that Phil McGagan has recruited to Colorado. Caught up with Edward about that whole process, what he thought of Phil. He actually has a pretty crazy story about spurning the Colorado State Rams, which I think you guys are going to like. Uh, So that's going to be coming up in the second half of the podcast. Uh, So there's there's our plan for today. And instead of wasting more time talking about nonsense or explaining what I've been doing with my girlfriend out of town, the answer is uh, winning the NBA Finals with the Denver Nuggets uh, on NBA 2K. Uh, I had to make Jamal and MPJ healthy again, of course. But but yeah, so no more nonsense. Time to talk about these odds. Uh, we talked about it, and, and I basically said, USC, Oregon, Utah, a class of their own, in my opinion. And I just deleted all the odds I wrote down. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pause this, because I clicked on another note afterward. I I think I have to go write these all down again. All right, so I'm back. 
that was one of the dumber things I've done. But um, here's the here's the good news. The good news is DraftKings Sportsbook also had these uh, the, the the national championship odds for football for next year. I just didn't see them the first time because I was looking for conference winners, and then I was looking at the internet. Point is, these are better odds anyway, and also they probably make a lot more sense because there's some variation here too. Um, but we can just start at the top. So right now, USC has the best odds of any Pac-12 team to win the national championship. Uh, you can get 25 to 1 odds on them. Um, they're tied for the fifth best odds in the country. Now, like, I, it's kind of crazy, right? Considering they won four games last year. And I, uh, I will not be taking this bet. I will say that. But also, you know, this is the conclusion we came to. Uh, tied for ninth best odds in the country, Oregon and Utah at plus 40,000 or plus 4,000. So 40 to 1 odds. And again, this is kind of what we said. There's these three best teams at the top of the Pac 12. And I had Utah, or sorry, USC at the top. Um, and then Oregon, I think just ahead of Utah. Um, yeah, that's right. Oregon ahead of Utah because I always underrate Utah and I always look dumb because of it. Um, but kind of lines up, right? And they say the same thing. A bit of a gap. You get to 100 to 1 odds on the next two teams. UCLA, again, that's that's who we had number four, but also Arizona State. Now, I had Arizona State way down in these rankings. I think they wound up what? They were, they were number 10, I believe, in our rankings. So this is kind of one of the, the little variations here. Um, part of me wonders if they're accounting for the fact that Jaden Daniels could return to Arizona State. You know, based on kind of the reaction to his decision, it seems like that's very unlikely at this point. But, you know, he's in the portal. Who knows? Maybe he does wind up just going back to Arizona State. Similar to, like, you can... The Broncos have, like, the eighth best odds to win the Super Bowl right now. It's like, well, they could get Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, those are going to go down to, like, 25 again. Um, and so maybe that's what's going on. But they lose a lot of talent. And... This one obviously surprises me. They have them tied for fourth best in the conference. Meanwhile, I have them at number 10. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of a difference in terms of just a pure power ranking and best chance to win the, the national championship. Uh, but, but we can get to that in a second. Um, number six here, and tied for 45th best odds in the country, uh, Washington State plus 20,000. Um, this is, again, a little bit higher than I had Washington State. I, I think I had them 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, either 7th or 8th here. Um, but they're, they're 20 to 1 odds. Or sorry, 200 to 1 odds. Very big difference there. Uh, meanwhile, next up is Washington and Oregon State at 300 to 1 odds. And so, again, they see a bit of a, of a similar tier here, I think. Um, again, I had Oregon State. At the top of these three teams, I thought that they had the best chance. But this is one where um, the the other sports book, the uh, I think technically illegal sports book that I would never use, but will go to to find odds on things that aren't offered other places. For example, it's like I think DraftKings just put up their odds for where Aaron Rodgers is going to be next year uh, today. So those just came out today. Meanwhile, other illegal sports books have had poorly set odds all over. And I don't bet on them, but I'm curious. And so that's why I went there just like with this one, looking for Pac-12 title winners. Um, but 
at that other website, they had Washington much higher. I think Washington was actually number four in the Pac-12 in terms of odds to win a championship. And to be honest, I see it. Um, not because I think Washington's any good, but because they at least have the, the fairly recent history that would say that they are capable. You know, and, and I think that that's maybe what knocks a team like Oregon State down a, a spot or two. Because even though they had a really good year last year, and I can't remember where they finished, probably like third or fourth in the Pac-12 North, but, you know, that's exciting for them. It, it none, none of these teams are winning the national championship, but especially, you know, Oregon State, Washington State. Like, could you imagine a world where that happens? It's just not going to happen. Meanwhile, Washington at least has put together teams that, I mean, are not national championship winners and we're not like screwed out of a national title in the last decade or two. They have at least had teams that were good and could get themselves onto that sort of stage. Um, and so I get why Washington's up a bit higher. Again, I, I have Washington much lower. Um, I think they were at number eight for me with Colorado at number nine, right behind them. And again, like that was a tough one because Colorado beat them on the field last year. Uh, but but behind Washington and Oregon State, um, tied for ninth in the conference and 62nd in the country at 400 to one odds, uh, Stanford and Cal. Again, I I was a little bit I think I was a little bit lower on Cal, a little bit high not higher on Stanford. This is about where I had Stanford. Um, again, I don't think there's much wrong with these. I think that maybe you could get into the semantics where it's like, well, Stanford's going to bounce back at least enough to be top half of the conference. I'm pretty sure that the the other one that I used before I deleted the odds um, and then immediately clicked to another note, which meant I couldn't hit undo. It's probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. Um, wow, that really gets your brain flown when you say something like that. A whole bunch of things just flooded in. But Stanford... Not uh, not good, but reason to believe, like Washington, that they'll be good again. And I think that they're at least going to be like a 500 team this year, probably a little bit better than that the year after. And then, you know, they just kind of build from there. Or stagnate, or who knows. But I don't expect many seasons where they win two conference games or whatever it was last year. Uh, Cal, and I, they're probably placed about right in the bottom three or four of the conference. Uh, Colorado behind them at 500 to one odds, uh, tied for 70th in the country. Um, and then Arizona brings up the rear, uh, tied for 80th. And, uh, that's 1000 to one odds. You bet $10, you get $10,000, which I mean, what really happens is you get $0 cause Arizona is not winning the national championship, but I don't know. Kind of interesting, right? Some, some variation and, for the most part, you see it again, just to run through those like USC number one. Yeah, I'm right there. I think that it's probably a tie for the top three tie goes to to Lincoln Riley because USC should be so much better than it has been in Lincoln Riley. As we've talked about before, in my opinion, like the best football coach, um, like Bill Belichick, maybe you put in front of him. Nick Saban, you put in front of him. And so I guess not the best, but a top three football brain living right now that's a guy who you bet on and that's why i think people are betting on him and they want to do it as a dark horse but it's 25 to 1 odds instead um from there ucla arizona state makes sense arizona state's still up too high uh washington state then washington and oregon state um then stanford and cal then colorado and arizona again i hadn't really looked into any predictions i don't think 
many people... Actually, I'm pretty sure... Let's do one more thing, because I was about to say something totally wrong. I'm pretty sure John Wilner put out his Pac-12 power rankings like a week ago, and I was busy doing something else and then never circled back. Uh, let's see if these are here. I'm going to pause this again. This is I still consider it like cheating when it comes to podcasting, but we had to do it already. Let's do it again. All right. So uh, I was wrong. He didn't rank uh, the... Uh, it wasn't a power ranking. It was a ranking of the schedules. So... That isn't related at all to what we're doing, but I said we were gonna do something. I don't want to disappoint you, so let's uh let's just run through it and this'll I should probably save it for tomorrow when I'm gonna have nothing to talk about, but here we are. Um here's the bad news. Colorado has the hardest schedule in the Pac twelve, according to John Wilner. And uh, again, John Wilner covers the Pac twelve, I think probably better than anybody else. Uh from the Mercury News, but syndicated, it's all over. You see it in the Denver Post, you see it everywhere. Um he says that it's a fairly easy call for number one. He said, uh, well, here it is, a fairly easy call for number one given that CU's most winnable game is take your pick at home against a Big 12 opponent or on the road against a Mountain West team that won 10 games last season. In other words, 0-3 is a distinct possibility. And just, again, for context, they start with TCU at home, they go on the road to Air Force, then they go up to Minnesota. What, I mean... I September, Minnesota, that shouldn't be bad. Weather actually probably be pretty solid. Who knows? Um, pretty uh, pretty shitty, right? That's a, that's too bad. Uh, just to round out the list, because this is a Buffs podcast, and I don't think anybody cares too much. Oregon, Utah, Arizona, Stanford, Arizona State, USC, Washington State, Cal, Washington, Oregon State, UCLA. So uh, there you go. Um I feel like that's it, right? We wrapped it up. We did the things. Ooh, actually, here, let's do one more thing before we get out of here. We should figure... Oh, I was going to say we should figure out which of these bets to actually take. I just realized we didn't do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, because we're not betting a Pac-12 team to win the national championship. If you do, take Oregon or Utah, the 40-1. to 1, Like, I mean, that's probably what it should be. Um, but don't actually do that. Just take Bama. Just take Bama. We'll talk about this when they give us Pac-12 championship odds. Uh I've got that interview with Edward Schultz. That's coming up here in just a minute. But real quick, got to tell you guys about a couple of our friends. I mentioned DraftKings Sportsbook before. I mean, quite a bit because that's all we just did was talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. But if you haven't signed up yet, you can sign up right now. And there's an incredible offer. The the catch is you, you don't even have to bet on any of the Pac-12 teams to win the national championship. So what a good deal. Uh, the deal is that if you sign up and you bet $1 on any NBA team to win any NBA game, you'll get $150 in free bets if your bet hits. It's that simple. All you got to do is pick one winner in the NBA. You get $150 in free bets. There's a, I think it's a $5 minimum deposit. So you've got to put $5 in. $1 of that has to go toward uh, your bet. But if it hits, all of a sudden you'll have... I mean, you'll have your $150, you would bet one, but that would have won you a dollar on top of that. So you'd have $151, actually. Uh, no, $156 because you're $5. Sorry, math on the podcast. We have rules against that. Uh, but $156 in your account, all you got to do is put $5 in. That's a great way to start your betting career. There's so many locks in the NBA. It's not college basketball out there. 
I mean, if you see Steph Curry going up against uh, somebody whose name I don't even know, then take that bet. Um, it's a great deal. They have all sorts of other ways to bet, too, of course. The profit boost. I made some money on that. Uh, what was it? It was Wisconsin beating Michigan. They gave out two profit boosts. There was like a 25% boost before the game. So I took uh, Wisconsin to win the game. Um, it, it was like minus 150 or something, and that got to minus 110 or something like that. And then during the game, they went down a little bit. And so I took Wisconsin and boosted that 33% with the other boost, and that took it from like minus 110 to plus 106 or something like that. It just gives you plus odds. And then uh, I wound up winning a bunch of money, and Juwan Howard wound up hitting some guy in the face. So what a day. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, got to tell you about escape artists. Now, what is escape artists? Uh, they're, uh, they're people who get out of like, boxes and stuff, but that's not what I'm trying to sell you right now. What I'm trying to sell you is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado uh, they prioritize quality. They prioritize consistency. I can't say the word prioritize, it turns out. Um, they have ratios that go from like 1 to 1 or 20 to 1, depending on how much THC you want. Um, the 800-800 creams are, are the highest potency creams available. There's so much great stuff. They, they penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort. Uh, they're non-greasy, non-staining, fast-absorbing. They take effect in 10 minutes or less. They have benefits that last up to two to three hours. Different scents, all sorts of different stuff. They're made by scientists that believe in a brand that should truly exemplify the Colorado lifestyle of a balanced wellness routine. Where can you find escape artists? At Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade. They've got 10, soon to be 11, convenient metro and aurora locations sorry denver metro and aurora locations i'm struggling to read tonight that's what these nine o'clock podcasts do gotta get back to winning titles with those nuggets um they offer something for everyone whether you're a casual consumer or connoisseur they have uh concentrates top shelf flour edibles tinctures accessories and more and because you're listening to this podcast you can get 25 percent off all non-sale items with the code dnvr Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a lightshade location near you. All right. Um, I really don't need to say much about this conversation with Edward Schultz. Uh, I think all of it's pretty self-explanatory. There was a little hiccup. So if there's like a weird change in my voice in like the middle of a sentence, it's because we had a little phone disconnection and I tried to smooth it over with my voice acting and I'll give myself a solid C... No, C plus. Let's give it a C plus. I did pretty good. Um, if you want more on Edward Schultz, though, I talked all about him in Friday's podcast. Yes, Friday's podcast after he committed uh, some good stuff there. Also, if you go to thedmvr.com, where I'm sure you're all members, you better be members, then you can see uh, what I had to write. It wasn't the longest thing, just a couple, a couple of key details in terms of what kind of player he is, and on top, like the some highlight videos in there as well. Uh, so, so go check that out. Go listen to that podcast if you want to hear more of my thoughts on the the whole situation, uh, which again includes Edward Schultz choosing Colorado over Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Minnesota, uh, Arizona State, and some other schools. 
You want to know why? Well, here you go. I asked him that question because what else will we be talking about? Here is Edward Schultz. All right. I'm, uh, I'm here with Edward Schultz. Uh, just committed to the buffs on Friday. Actually, so here's the first question. Here's the first question. So I was looking at your huddle profile. Some of the videos say Edward. Some say Eddie. Which, which one do you like? Hey, I don't have like a big preference. People call me Ed, Eddie. So okay. Right. I'm cool with whatever. Ooh. Okay. I, f- I feel like that's something that you've got to be thinking about. You've got, or do you know when you're going to enroll? You're not, you're not going to do like the spring enrollment next year, are you? uh in terms of actually going to colorado yeah uh i don't think so no okay okay so that means you've got like 16 months to figure out what we're supposed to be calling you yeah i still have a long long ways what's it what's that like you know there's a bunch of guys who commit like right at the deadline there's a bunch who commit as soon as they can what what kind of went into your thought process with the timeline it's a it's a very it's like a big stress reliever Mm because with this whole recruiting thing you don't really know what's going to happen yeah you don't really know is this are they gonna pick me are they are they do they like me do it's 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 always like what ifs and do they and it's like it's just a big like stress so colorado is all it was always like on my mind it was always like my top school other than that it was like a ucla or usc just to stay home okay but colorado's always been on my mind um my head coach's son went there so that's where oh, I always good. got him from. Yeah, who's, his who's name's uh, Scotty McKnight. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is a oh, couple. Oh, interesting. Right have and you have I you talked to him much about uh, Colorado? Yep, I called him the exact day where uh, Coach Phil told me if you uh, to commit. So asked him what he was about on the phone with him for about forty five minutes to to see his perspective on it. Well, what did he have to say? What did he like about Colorado? First thing he said was uh, it was the best decision of his life. Okay, that's a good selling point. Yeah. <laughs> so after the, I don't just hearing his like view of it and how fun it is and how like crazy the stadium goes and all that. Mm-hmm. It was it was just very like relieving because I can like picture it in my mind as he was saying it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, have Have you seen videos of Ralphie running before games? Is that the Buffalo? Yeah, that's the Buffalo. Yeah, I've seen videos. Okay. I asked them, I asked them, uh, where, uh, is it a she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I asked them, uh, where's, where's she at? Like, I thought, I thought she was actually located on the campus. Yeah, no, they like hide it. Like, if you try, so like for me, if I try to like do a story on Ralphie, like they will not even let you go out to visit her because they're so worried about like Colorado State fans or Nebraska fans or something going over and, and I I asked them, uh, I asked them that question. They're like very secluded location. I was like, yeah, strange. One of the, one of the other reporters who covers CU, he like even offered, he was like, you can put a bag on my head. Just put me in the back of a car. I'll have no idea where we're going. I just want to see what this place is like. And they still said no, but I don't know. Game days, game days. You'll get to see her plenty. Yeah. Um, so what, what is this whole process been like? Like you mentioned that there's kind of a weight off your shoulders now that you, you have committed but how much pressure was there going into that? And when did that pressure start for you? Well, for me, I didn't have much film my freshman, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And my school was kind of struggling with the way like it was going because we're in the training leagues so or we're playing like modern day Bosco. Yeah. And we're kind of the, the young team that's not really there yet. So 
I just didn't know if I was going to get enough film or if I was going to get myself out there to coaches. Okay. So that's where kind of where it all started. But once I was able to actually get it, like get it out, just sending emails over and over again, questionnaires, all that. Um, it was, it was great. Like, um, they all started, I started up Twitter. Then everyone started, all the coaches mm-hmm. started texting me on Twitter. It's crazy how Twitter works. I didn't even think Twitter was going to be that. I didn't think it was going to be all that. I thought it was just like some little thing like, Hey, check this out. But no, it's actually like how you talk to the coaches. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like I swear, like half of my new followers are just kids like you who want to get recruited. And it's like, well, I don't really have too much to do with that, but it does (laughs) like get you to look. And then all of a sudden it's just so easy because it's all right there. Um, Who, who was the first coach that reached out to you? Uh, Reiner. Okay. it It was Reiner. He, Actually, it actually started with me meeting Hagen. Okay. When he was in California? He was in California going to watch Jaden Ott. Okay. um, Running back. And I just happened to be there and I introduced myself to him. And he actually watched me run my 40 because I was doing testing to see where I was at. And he was actually there to watch my 40 and my shuttle. Um he gave me his card and then after that him and my dad have just been staying in touch and touch and touch so but the first person to reach out to me was Reiner Reiner kept because we were in Colorado for Colorado State's junior day okay Reiner was just blowing up my phone he's like you got to come down you got to come down you got to come down and I'm glad he did because I came down and it was it was great so yeah I feel like that story is going to be something that Buffs fans really like like going up to CSU's junior day and then coming down and ending up with the buffs because of it it's uh it's funny because we left csu's junior day maybe 40 minutes in huh we really that me and our dad were like let's just leave let's just get out of here yeah (laughs) what what happened when you get to see you like who who met you at cu like showed you around the facilities all that stuff so we parked went up the elevator in that parking block garage and right just standing right there okay (laughs) standing right there with the, the little visit tags on already and then came in uh, uh, Andy Wang yep. and a couple of the other guys there. Uh, oh, there was like five to six coaches there. I couldn't oh, okay. catch up with names. What, what were kind of the big selling points when you finally got to met with Phil in particular? Just how organized and how upfront and sh- like just straight ahead guy he was. Hmm. Um, he was very let's say like I could feel his presence in there. He was very strict and organized of what he wanted as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Like he had a whole list there. He had like a paper with like measurements, mentalities, and like his expectations. Um, the prior to coach McGagan's meeting was actually before that I had a meeting with coach Durrell. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah. It started with Durrell and then he sent me over to McGagan. And Darrell was kind of giving me the, because I believe he was at UCLA. He was, yep. Yeah, so he was like, yeah, I was a Cali kid. Uh, he said coming to Colorado was the best decision he ever made. Mm-hmm. Being a Cali kid, not just being the head coach of Colorado. Um, so, yeah, he was just basically, it was kind of weird because his story was a little bit like mine in terms of being like a Cali kid going to Colorado. Yeah, totally. Well, And, and then, so like in terms of your game, like, like when Phil's talking about how you fit into the offense or, or Carl too, whoever was leading that charge, 
you know, what, what did they say about what they saw in you that they, they want to add? We haven't really got that far yet. Okay. Um, in terms of where we're at with, in terms of like playing and how he'd use me, mm-hmm. I fit all of his measurements in terms of speed, size, agility, vert, like he had all that I checked off except one box, which was my hand size. Oh, interesting. But yeah. He, he, um, he said that wasn't a big deal though. It just help, really helps more with contested catches. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't really gone that far with him. That's probably be a more later on discussion where I actually mm-hmm. go and meet him again in person, mm-hmm. but he believes in me and I believe in him. So yeah. What's it, what's it like for you now? Like what, what change is being committed? You know, you mentioned less pressure, but like, does that, does that kind of make it tougher to stay motivated? Cause you were in Vegas this weekend, right? For like seven on seven tournaments, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it actually, it makes me want to work more so that I can show McGagan my true, true ability instead of just the little glimpses on huddle. Okay. Um, in terms of that, like I'm going to be out at the rivals camp this weekend Okay. on Sunday. Uh, the seven on seven I was at was a battle of Vegas. So oh, we wow. went out there. Okay. Um, How'd you guys we do? Got, we went two, two and one. Okay, that's solid. We lost, we lost to the best team in Florida, and then we lost to the third seed out of forty teams. So okay, that's pretty solid. So so who's on your team? Is it just from your high school? Uh, no, it's, it's kind of a mixture of uh, South Orange County. Like, there's a lot of people okay. from Monterey there, from Santa Margarita there, from J. Sarah. So it's kind of like a mix of just Orange County. Have you have you started to talk up CU to those guys yet? Nah, I actually haven't. I actually <laughs> not. Okay. Do you play any other sports? Yeah. Well, my first love was basketball. Okay. So I was always a big basketball, good basketball, but I kept getting hurt in basketball. My ankles were killing mm-hmm. me, my knees. And I didn't really see any positive outcome out of it instead of just getting injured. So I stopped. And, and so I- after that, were you playing seven on seven while you were playing basketball or did you have to kind of no, move no, out no. of the way to play seven on seven? No, I, I, um, I never really played seven on seven. I, I guess this is like my first actual year playing seven on seven. And uh, I stopped playing basketball my freshman year in high school. Okay. What's it like playing seven on seven? What's, what's the difference? It's cool. It's a lot of, I don't know. I guess it's a lot of hype, a lot, a lot of hypes around it. <laughs> okay. If you're a five or four star, then you get ultimate spotlight of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a very, I guess it's a good way to see play concepts and to just go against the top DBs okay. and to really see where you're at against them because they mainly just play man all the time. So you're just one-on-one with this guy the whole game. Huh. Do, do you like that? Yeah. I wouldn't say why not because it, it shows me where I'm at. Yeah. So it shows me what I would need to work on and some things that I would like maybe try something new here or there to see if it works. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, just kind of like going forward, I mean, what what plans do you have? Like, is, is there anything that's kind of like on the way, anything that you're nervous about? Like, because it's kind of a long wait, the 16 months before you head up to Boulder for real. As of now, I'm just going to keep sticking to, you know, going to camps seven on seven, mm-hmm. 
um, I did mention that I probably was still going to be open mm-hmm. to like offers and maybe some like junior days or visits. Makes sense. Uh, just to experience the whole recruiting process. But yeah, I mean, you have of, to, right? Yeah. Like you, can, you, can, only get, you only get it once. Totally. So. Totally. All mm-hmm. right. I think that's all I got for you. Uh, definitely, definitely good to hear from you. I think uh, people will be excited to hear from you. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be a good time 16 months from now, even though it sounds like forever away. Sounds forever, but it's going to come faster than, than I know it. Good stuff there from Edward or Eddie or whatever you want to call him. He'll figure that out. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Let's see. Today's Tuesday, so tomorrow is Wednesday. So we'll be talking about the basketball game on Thursday. Should be a fun one. Uh, I'll be up there with Marissa, with Ryan Green, his first time. I haven't even seen him in person in like a year. It, I don't even know when the last time was. It's been a while. But now he works with me, so that's really cool. He's going to be doing some cool video stuff from up there. And, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about some basketball tomorrow. We'll talk about the basketball game after it happens on Thursday. And then uh, big day Friday, trying to figure out what to do against Arizona. Hopefully Saturday night we'll have some good news. The Buffs beat Arizona, something like that. Who knows? We'll see. Um, That's it for today, and I will be back tomorrow. See you then.